Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Form of Human for you, the few and exclusive, a place where we try and blur the lines of bias by telling real human stories. Today's episode, I'm really excited. Um, we get into some really deep, heavy, juicy stuff. Um, remember, this is a beta episode, so any feedback that you guys want to give, keep it in mind, take notes. Let's make this the best thing that we can. Without further ado, let's get into it. A very special thank you to our voice actor, Chandler Vance, for recording the story for us. Hold on to your seats, ladies and gents. This is going to get real, real fast. So the moment that basically changed me as a person happened a couple of years ago. In 2005, my family decided to go on a vacation out of country to visit some relatives. We got stuck in another country for about two weeks on our way because we didn't have the right passport. Um, One night my family was together and we were having fun, laughing, um, and my mother suddenly had trouble breathing. This was totally unexpected and out of the blue. She was a completely healthy person, but this night, for some reason, she couldn't catch her breath. Um, We found one of those brown paper bags that you would carry your lunch in, um, and we gave it to her so she could breathe into it, but it didn't help. She passed out and fell on the floor, and we called an ambulance immediately, but they took 15 minutes to get there. They took her away, and we didn't find out what happened until the next morning. Um, The next morning, we got a call, and they said she was fine and that we could visit her in the hospital. We all went to the hospital, and when we got there, we asked her what she thought it might be, uh, what she thought all this meant for her medical needs. Um, She was a very healthy person, and we were really concerned. Could this be a bigger problem? Um, She thought it was just a panic attack. She said she was under a lot of stress, but she would be okay, and she was ready to leave the hospital. Um, Now, we're not the kind of family that shows any sort of affection. We've never really told each other we loved one another verbally. We just knew it, you know? It was just kind of inside of us. Um, And I remember that as we were leaving, I kissed her on the forehead, and I knew I loved her. I've always known I've loved her, um, but I just needed to tell her, you know? I, I needed her to know. I think I did that because of the fear, you know, I think I did that because of all the fear that I was experiencing and that was going on inside of me. Um, But as the day went on, we kept in contact. We actually planned to have breakfast the next morning. She said, as soon as I get there, we're going to talk through things and cook together. And I was so excited. I honestly couldn't sleep that night. I was so ready to be reunited with her. Um, But anyways, back at the hospital, My sister was staying with my mom, um, and as the night went on, my mom started talking to her about how she should take care of my family, and how she should look out for her brothers, and to make sure that dad runs the business the way he should. Um, And my sister was shocked, you know, these were just such strange things for my mom to be saying all of a sudden. Anyway, so that night, my sister, she fell asleep and woke up to my mom screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Um, So my sister ran out of the room and she grabbed the first person she could find. And um, they took my mom to another room and they closed the curtains. And my sister could barely see what was going on, but she remembered seeing um, things being stuck into my mom's mouth and hearing the heart monitor beeping. 
this went on for 10 minutes and then all of a sudden she heard the flatline. They, um, they tried to bring her back. Um, they tried and they tried, but there was nothing they could do. Uh, in the middle of the night, me and my brother were woken up by a knock at the door. Someone answered, but we couldn't understand what they were saying. Uh, then all of the women in the house started to clean. And my brother said, why are these women cleaning at four in the morning? He said, there has to be something wrong with mom. I said, I said no, what are you talking about? She's, she's completely healthy. There's nothing wrong. We saw her today. She was fine. And my brother lost it. I was holding it together because I don't like to jump to conclusions. I kept saying, no, there's nothing wrong. Mom is fine. Um, and my brother kept repeating, why are they cleaning? Why are they crying? I continued to say, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's okay. I had to take care of my older brother and it should have been the other way around. But no one would tell me anything. I remember just being so frustrated because no one would tell me anything. Eventually, my sister came home in a state of mind I had never seen before. She, she absolutely had lost it. Um, she's holding mom's sweater and smelling it as she walks in the house and she sits down. And I asked, I asked, is she okay? Is everything okay? And my sister says, oh, absolutely. She's, she's fine. She, she should be right behind us. She's following us. She'll be here in a little bit. Everything's perfect. Um, let's get decorations up. Let's do everything. Let's get ready for her to be here. Um, are you ready to make breakfast? Um, I said, um, and I said, what's going on? Uh, why are they crying? Uh, and she repeated, nothing. Everything's fine. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, and I had to understand what was going on and no one would talk to me. I'm especially only being 12 at the time. No one wants to tell you because you're young. Um, and I just kept asking what's going on, what's going on. And no one would tell me until my uncle arrived. And the first thing he said was, she's gone. And I said, what do you mean she's gone? And he said, she's gone. That, that's it. And I remember going numb. And my heart felt completely damaged. And then my uncle said, come with me, uh, we're going to the hospital. And they put me in the car and as I was going, I kept repeating, uh, is it time for my doctor's appointment? Is it time for my doctor's appointment? Uh, one thing my mom would always do is she would take me to my doctor's appointments. Um, my mom would always take me and I kept repeating this. Um, is it time for my doctor's appointment? Is it time for my doctor's appointment? And my brother and uncle thought I was crazy, but I kept repeating it. And to this day, I don't know why I kept saying it, but I just remember over and over. I kept saying, is it time for my doctor's appointment? Anyways, uh, we got to the hospital, and as soon as I entered the room, I saw her lying there, 
and after that I can't remember exactly what happened all I can recall is the doctors holding me down and sticking me with needles and then I fell asleep and then this happened again and then I woke up and I was back at the house um yeah I remember when I woke up uh this helpless I mean this this helpless and hopeless look on my brother's face and it said there is nothing left in this world and my brother was the kind of person that was always laughing he was always smiling um so this was so out of character for him and I just know that now after everything I am I'm nothing like I used to be. Um, the death of my mom damaged me, but it also brought a lot of strength to my life. You know, um, I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe that in life we are tested and um, we are never given more than we can handle. Um, yeah, her death made me a much stronger person today and it made me realize that everything everything has value and so appreciate everything in your life because you honestly don't know when you could lose it These stories make me so excited about this podcast. So many themes there that we can explore, that we're going to explore. I hope you stick around because after the break, you will hear who this individual is and what he aspires in the world and what his form of human is. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by The Few. Yes, you listening right now. Wouldn't This wasn't for an audience like you. I probably wouldn't be doing this in the first place. But seriously, if you know of anyone who might be able to sponsor something like this, let me know. We'll be a big help. All right. Let's uh, hear who this awesome person is. I am Middle Eastern. I am male. I am Muslim. I am 23. I am Palestinian. I am 4'8". I am 100 pounds. I really don't, I don't know. I'm not into the whole politics thing, to be honest, from the United States. So there you have it. I uh, hope that some of your biases were challenged. If, in case you didn't hear, sorry about the bad audio. We'll try to get it clearer next time. Um, he said that he was from Palestine and that he was an American citizen there at the end. Um, I get into some really interesting conversations with my friend here about life and death and trust and how that experience has shaped him. So um, we'll just head back right into the conversation where he talks about how we need to appreciate everything in life appreciate mm-hmm. just appreciate everything that you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have it it's, yeah it's an interesting tension where it sounds like there's in a way you can't trust the things that people that are many people assume are always going to be there which is damaging like you said but at the same time 
there's a strength there that you discover that you that you didn't think was there. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's hard for me to trust anyone nowadays, to be honest. Trust is something that's pretty much gone in my life because mm -hmm. you can't trust that. You can't say, oh, I'm going to have my dad forever oh, or, or I'm going to have my dad until I get married. I don't know. I mm -hmm. honestly, I can't play on, on having my dad for a certain amount of time. All I can do is just thank God I have him every day. I have mm -hmm. him. And it's the same thing. This this affected me with relationships as well. Uh, the person I'm currently seeing uh, has trouble with me because um, I don't trust that she'll be here forever. Because honestly, as, as soon as my mom passed away, it opened the door to think that literally anything is possible. The worst person could do the most amazing thing and the the most amazing person can do the worst thing. Wow. It's 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 something that it changed my perspective on life to be honest. It's no, there's nothing basically nothing's impossible in mm -hmm. positive and negative aspects. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You usually just hear that on the on the positive side, you know, on yeah. the, the possible side. Yeah. And now you're like, mm -mm, no, let's let's look it, at it. it. Let's look at it both ways. Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not just gonna tell you that I heard story. Everybody hears stories, but it's like there's there's some people that believe honestly. How? What's the pro? What's the possibility that actually happened? What's the probability that actually happened? I honestly don't think like that. I think like it's as possible that as if like I, I'm gonna pass away tomorrow. Anything's it's there's no oh you're a great guy, but you're not gonna cheat on your wife. That's no. You could definitely cheat on your wife. There's no. You know, you are a great guy. That's good. But you know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. doesn't make you any different. We're all human. We make mistakes. Anything's possible with anyone. Yeah. That's how I don't, I, don't, I just flip a coin, to be honest. That's how I, I live life. That's so interesting. Yeah. I was just thinking today, um, I have I have a lot of anxiety and um, the skepticism about, you know, someone being cl close to me, like, dying or me dying unexpectedly from a disease or from a car accident and I was I was thinking it in terms of probability like what is the probability of you right. know and it, especially when I started psyching myself up like oh I have a weird thing in my back like maybe you know like maybe I'm maybe there's something wrong but I'm also struggling to breathe like maybe that's something horrible going like what are the chances of me having like two terminal diseases come right. on like get a hold of yourself but um <laughs> No, I mean that makes sense. <laughs> to be honest. No, I am, but it's 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 interesting from someone like you having gone through the experience, you know, and right. um, it's just you just see the world a different way, and um, you know, I'm I'm like in one way, it sucks that you had to go through that in order to see it, but at, at another level, I feel like you're an advant you're at an advantage, um, because you you've lived through it and so you know that you can survive you know that life does go on but if like nikki and blair died in a car accident tomorrow like i don't i don't know what i do like i you know i think that just the thought of it is um it's just so immensely scary absolutely and, I, I i feel the same way even like till this day i think what if my brother died how would i how would i feel i don't honestly i don't like to think about it the way I see is, if it happens, I'll deal with it. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it. I yeah. mean, 
there's really nothing you can do. If it happens, it's going to happen. You just have to deal with it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean that's pretty straightforward, but it's like I, that, those are probably just words, but it's like no. that's no, it makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and also, it seems like one has to have the right community in order to be able to get through it as well. I mean, like I would go insane if it was just me having to deal with that, you know. And right. sometimes I find solace in that, like, okay, but there's other people who would also suffer and also hurt if that did happen, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And that we're, we can be human together in a in a community. I think. Right. Just probably why we need. We need other people just in life in general. So, I agree. Um, okay, to a lighter side, um, what what do you want to do with your life now? Like, what is the what is the thing that you're excited about doing or accomplishing or getting into? The thing I'm excited more than anything right now is getting into a master's program and becoming something I've always wanted to be, which is a school counselor. Mm. I want to help students become everything they can be. I want them to max out their ability. I want them to think they can do something and do it. Mm -hmm. I want to inspire them to do something. I don't want them to have any doubt. Like I said, there's some students that think to themselves, oh, I just, I'm not a school guy. Okay, if, if you're not a school guy... Maybe open a business, you know. I'm all for, you know, not everyone has that, you know, mentality to go to school and just... My brother, for example, he's he stopped school but not trying to open a business. Mm -hmm. it's, it's honestly what the person wants to make. Yeah. That's what's most important. And that's what you're passionate about, sounds like. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's just to make someone, you know, to make someone, to help someone with their personal goals, it honestly, it makes me, it makes me so happy. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're put, you're helping, you're making them happy and it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So maybe just explain, um, a bit about the disability and how it, it does impair you depending on, you know, whatever you're doing or even oh. if it does, I don't know if it does. So I was born with, uh, I was born with, sacroagenesis and that is that means basically um a disformation of the legs and also absent of a bladder i was born without a bladder okay and so what they did is they took my um appendix i believe or spleen or something like that and they formed a bladder from that and so now i mean thankfully i had to wear a diaper up until the age of four because when I didn't have a bladder, it would just come out. There was nothing to hold it. Yeah. So, but now, thankfully, everything's normal with that. But there's really nothing that um, I can't do physically that other people can do. I feel like, you know, I go to the gym. I go everything. I have the same endurance as my brother. You know, everything's fine. It's just, um, no, yeah, I can't, I can't really say that there's anything that, you know, is impairing just – it just physically looks different. Yeah, yeah. That's that all. Sense. Yeah, and that sucks too. I mean, it's yeah, it does suck. But like, I can do whatever you want to do. Like, don't treat me differently just because it yeah. looks. Just because it looks, looks strange. Different. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it looks different. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. 
what's something that you wish people knew about you? Like just people on the street, you know, that you would, that just run into you. I wish they wouldn't, um, okay, being born with a disability, Yeah. I wish they wouldn't just look at me and assume that, just sympathize with me. I don't want, I, I hate sympathy. Hmm. It's like, look at me and like, oh, he has a disability. Oh, let's treat him better. Let's, let's be nice to him. No, I don't want that. I want you to treat me as any other person. If you're mad, look at me with a dirty look. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if, if we get in a fight, punch me in the face. Don't go easy on me because I have a disability. Treat mm-hmm. me like a person. I'm born like a person. Treat me like a person. Mm-hmm. Don't let my disability, like, make you look at me as if I'm weak. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just, that's, that's one thing I hate. Honestly, it's like, there's times that we walk by the same person if my brother walks by him they don't say anything but if i walk by him they're like oh hey how are you doing it's like come on you know i don't need that and honestly it just it makes me so mad it's like don't just leave me alone but it's like <laughs> hey i understand you're trying to be nice that's nice thank you but it's like oh i can't do that but yeah that's pretty much it it's like don't base me on my looks you know get to know me as a person i'm yeah. i'm the same as everyone i feel like so inside at least so you have it spoken like a true human being thank you so much caller for sharing about your life it really means a lot and now you the few is a part of the podcast that i am uh, i'm excited about no one's ever done this before at least that i know of and so i want to know if it's going to work if you connected with this individual story and, and want to connect with them at an even more intimate level on a, on a Facebook group, would you be willing to pay $1 to a charity of our choice in order to get in touch with him? Do you think that's something that, that you'd be willing to do? Of course, you don't have to because it's part of our agreement that you'd be able to connect with, with him nonetheless. Um, but do you think this is something that people would get into? Um, something that they'd be willing to do? Because that is essentially why we're here. We want to be able to create a space for you to connect with people that you thought you'd never be able to connect with before. So it's very important to the heart of what we're trying to do over here at Form of Human. So please, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll make the form available to everybody here he's actually in the in the group so maybe you can take a few guesses we'll reveal it here within the next two days and then um, you can share your thoughts and comments but let me know would you be willing to pay at least a dollar to be able to connect with the individual that you just connected with um at a, at this the interview story level um that's all we have to, for today thanks so much for joining in um so excited this thing is, is coming alive it's happening and thanks to you it's it's i think we're gonna do awesome things um, today's show was produced by me, Brownrig Wools. Um, big thanks to Morgan Irish, our assistant producer, Nikki, our operations manager, Job Canfield, our graphic designer. And the music today came from Jazar from the Music Archive. Check them out. They're awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you real soon. <laughs>